Hello and welcome to another episode of the PD Performance Podcast. Today's podcast is an interview with Oshin Heffernan of Northampton Saints. Oshin made his debut for Northampton last weekend in the Challenge Cup. We discussed that. Oshin previously played for Leinster and down in Australia, so we talk about him taking the more scenic route to becoming a professional rugby player. We talk about schools rugby and how that was a pivotal time in his development, amongst many other less serious topics. As always, I hope you enjoy it, like it, share it, and send it. Hef, what's going on? How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. And yourself? Not sure I'm good. What have you been up to today? Your day off, yeah? Today, oh, my day off, yeah. I just did a food shop, got the washing done, and uh, yeah, rested. Watching right. the Masters at practice rounds. Yeah, I know. I'm getting mad into it as well. Did you do any bets? Yeah, I've done a few. I've done a few. But listen, I go for the long shots and hoping they do they do well. Big returns. In, yeah, 100%. I'm in a sweepstake. So it's interesting because you have to pick, like, there's five tiers. Okay. And it's like, so like, obviously, well, being a strength conditioning coach, I went for Bryson as my number one. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, like, after that, I think I went... Uh, Sergio and then in the third one I went with Lowry and then it goes down based on like how far away they are odds wise of winning it oh, so okay. like I picked like Bernard Langer in tier 5 or whatever but they all have to to beat the cup but I'll be sitting down all weekend and just, just enjoying that. watching that were you golfing yeah. there the other day did I see you were golfing yeah I yeah, golfing yesterday <clears throat> I'm uh, trying to get back into it trying to Trying to do, uh, I guess it's a nice hobby to have the outside walk around, swing a few clubs. And were you just smacking balls or are the golf clubs open in England? The golf clubs are open now, yeah. They've opened on the 22nd of March, I think it was. Nice. So, yeah, and I've got like two weeks of it. So, I've played like three or four rounds already. And who did you just go out with a few boys from the club? No, so, these were boys I know from last year. So, oh, he played around near his home. Enough. So, um. So, do you do that and do do that generally in the weekends then, or do you do that like as active recovery as such then on your day um, off or whatever? I don't know. It's just nice to switch off, isn't it? From like yeah. what you're you're used to doing, like from work or from any aspect. It's just like yeah. it's a stroll. I guess we're just chatting about the random things and it's just yeah. enjoyable at, at the other things as well. You're chatting if you're any good. You're chatting on the tea box, and then the e, yeah, yeah, yeah. you bypass each other after that for a little while, and then you're back together yeah. on the green, hopefully. Exactly. But, um, like. Especially when it's people watching you from other holes, you're like, I gotta do well here. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, how was the body today? Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. We had, it's, we had a tough session yesterday, but other than that, like it's getting used to all the being back in the full time setup. Yeah, you played Saturday, was it or Sunday? Saturday. Yeah, I played Saturday. Uh, half five. And the big fucking debut. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was actually something that was really like. Obviously, he was nervous coming up to it. And then it kind of like you kind of get over that, but then on the day he was pretty nervous as well, like coming to kickoff. But I guess you just stick to what you know and what you've learned. What time did you come on at? Um, it was around sixty minutes, so so I had a good bit of game time. Man, and I was, was watching the highlights. There was a fucking lot of running yeah. in this one. Was yeah, there was yeah, it was, and it was a fine weather for it too. So it wasn't yeah. uh, you're catching your bread on all the breaks. What's the story with Northampton? It seems to be always Northampton that have these real high-scoring games in Europe. Like, I know they just try to play a nice rugby brand, I guess. But yeah. 
yeah, they just like to pass it around and they back their skills. Yeah, that was what I was going to say as well. It's like, geez, you must be sick of Rodney Parade at this stage. Cause... Yeah, I've been there. I guess I've been there with Leinster a few times, but I never got to play there before. Did you not? No, I didn't get on that time I was there. So that was my first actual run out in Rodney Parade. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a good one, that one. Good memories now. The weather was obviously good and like it was running rugby, as you said. Like, What was the pitch like? They hadn't played on in a few weeks because they've been playing in the Millennium because I'm not sure what was the issue there with COVID or something. But uh, it wasn't too bad. It was rolled before the game, but it was quite uh, squishy in the foot. Yeah. And did you get much? Was there much set piece? Like, was there no, much of the no action that you love? No scrubs? No scrubs at all. Just came on and played the game. Yeah, played rugby. It's like touch rugby. Yeah, because even the picture of you that you put up, you're like in the open field. There's no yeah, one yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's not as close to the line as you think it is. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good picture. It looks, did well there to get that. Yeah, it looks like you're nearly winding up for the old Ardy Sevilla. Just yeah, yeah. Just see you later, go. boys. Like chuck it under the wing and go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, big night on Friday night for the Saints. Sa- Saturday, we're playing. Ulster. Is that on Saturday? Yeah. Who are you playing Saturday? Uh, Ulster. Oh, that's... I fucking... I was looking at the Premiership fixtures. And is your next oh, yeah, Premiership yeah. fixture is Irish? Yeah, yeah, the week after is Irish, yeah. On Friday. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was the other way around. But you're playing Ulster at home, though, isn't it? Franklin's Garden. Yeah, Ulster, yeah, Ulster at home on 8 o'clock on Saturday. So it's a bit late game. Oh, that's massive. Are you ho- yeah. like obviously you don't know yet, like because you probably yeah. often you'll do the team run what Thursday, Friday in terms of capture on Friday, yeah. So we'll be capture on Friday. But you, will you run through a few things on Thursday, like? Yeah, we'll be training full training Thursday, just yeah, team runs or team plays and shit like that. So yeah, so you you get an idea of yeah yeah the twenty twenty three or whatever against the Shags. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, you've been on the other side with the Shags for a while now. You, oh, you... man, yeah. It's not, it's not a bad side to be part of, is it? No. It's quite enjoyable sometimes, so, yeah. Mate, they're good stock there at Northampton as well, like. Yeah, there is. There's, like, you're training with some boys that are in the Shags that are doing well. <laughs> yeah. That a few caps of their names and everything. So, Ulster at the weekend, like, they they've, they had a good game as well. Last weekend, yeah, they like. they some... uh, Harlequins, didn't they? Yeah. They bet them well. But, like, they like to play an attacking brand of rugby as well and chuck it about a bit. Yeah, they um, do. They do. They're, like, they're very... We've obviously reviewed them all that, so they do play a good brand of football and there's some dangerous threats there as well. Yeah, don't give away too much now as well. Not, that, think, not that all the Ulster boys are going to be listening to this, but, like... <laughs> um, yeah, so you debut at the weekend. Did you have yeah. to do an initiation? Not yet, no. We're probably saving that. They're probably saving that for some... Uh, some are you shitting it? No, I guess I don't know what it can be. Like I've done a few initiations on my day, so I have. So I don't know what. Usually it's a song, isn't it? So yeah, what is the, your song? The throat. What do you do? I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know if I could sing an Irish song. I know. If, I know a few yeah. lyrics, a few Irish songs, but I'm like, do any of the boys know that, or will I just spot myself and they're listening in? Yeah. So I have to see. Is there any other Irish on Saints? There's a few in the coaching staff. Yeah, but like last year with Nottingham, there was a good few. You wasn't there. Yeah, there was like eight out of us in Nottingham. That's fucking heaps. Yeah. So like yeah, for that initiation, one. you knew if you sang, people were going yeah, to join exactly. in. Yeah, exactly. And then you moved to Northampton this year. Like, actually, just talk me through, like, because you're with Leinster and then you went down yeah. down under for a little bit. 
Yeah, so I was with Leinster, and then for one of the pre-off-seasons, I went to Australia for 12 weeks, I guess, just to play rugby in the off-season and see what it's like and get a, get like a taste of that, which was really enjoyable. And then I came back and did another year at Leinster in the academy, and then at the end of that, they got released. So my agent found a gig over here in Nottingham, and then I took that, and then I guess I'm here now. Yeah, but so you, got, you got the team of the season as well. Like. Yeah, that was, yeah, <clears throat> on Twitter, yeah, that was a good year. Last year was a good year. We played well. Coming to the end of the year, then obviously COVID struck and kind of ruined that for us. We had a second final coming up. Yeah. And we were like middle table. So, yeah, kind of ruined that season. But Yeah, because like, I know championship isn't running as or it wasn't running for a while. It was yeah, just it only kicked off. It only kicked off four weeks ago, three weeks ago. So, last year was a bit odd. So, if COVID hit, lockdown, March... And then they're like, oh, we're canceling the season, so we're not finishing it. So it was like a points predicted end. Yeah. So then I got home for the month of June. I got home for the month, and I came back thinking that the rugby might start in September, but it didn't start until March. So like during that time, I was probably I was working with a sponsor, just like outside of rugby, and then training the odd days. But then lockdown hit a few times, so training was cancelled and gyms were closed. So yeah, it's quite so- a difficult year. So you were happy then when Saints gave you the call and were like... Yeah, like obviously it was an opportunity I couldn't pass by, I guess. And then I had to prove myself because I haven't played rugby in however long it was. So I had to dust off a few cobwebs and get going again. It's all you have to learn how to do is scrummage anyway. That's all. It's fucking easy anyway. That's what what everyone thinks, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I'm only slagging. Is that a whoop band I saw on your hand? I have a whoop, yeah. Yeah, I have one too, yeah. I don't know. The jury's yeah. out on them, so it is. But I have one too. I, I find they're training and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. Do you strap it up? Yeah, I strap it up, cover it up. Yeah. I just find that when I'm wearing it, the choices that I make are better than when I'm not wearing it. Do yeah, you get what I mean. That's fair. I'm like placebo. Yeah, like yeah. well, like I think it it does work as well. But if I'm looking at it on my phone and I'm like, "Geez, I'm not well recovered," I'd be more likely to go to bed earlier. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't. When I see I'm not recovered, I don't take that as like an excuse to like yeah. not perform or do anything. It's more like you're gonna have to ask the body to do more to get the stuff you want done. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. I think it's interesting. Like, cause like during wearing it for golf and everything, it's just interesting yeah. to see what your heart rate does or your body does. One hundred percent. And it it's recognizes good. after a while what um, yeah yeah type so of I've exercise you've been doing. Yeah, yeah. So like it it, it like. Sometimes if I come up, come in off the course, it would automatically know that I've been golfing Golf, based on yeah. the time. Like, you know, we, uh, me and my like, roommate have, we call it Mother Whoop. <laughs> it tells us when to go to bed, so it does. Yeah, it. 100%. But yeah, they, as I said, like in terms of the HRV, the way yeah. that they measure it, some sports scientists and stuff are saying that it's, it's not the optimal way of doing it. The Oura ring, have you heard of this Oura ring? It's it's another one. I know, I haven't yeah, heard on your it, finger, yeah. It's okay. it goes on your finger, and it's the one that the NBA players are using, and they say that that's better. But realistically, like I think they're just picking and choosing. Yeah, it's a good bit more. Yeah, I know a couple of boys that got them sent for nothing, like, and that's the only re- only way you get them now. I think is if yeah, if you have something, it's better than nothing. But that's why I was going to ask you based on that. Now, like, is that just yourself? You're doing that, like, Saints aren't having. Yeah, that's. I just wanted. I just wanted to do it myself and see, like. I thought it was a cool product and like the way it measures everything. And they obviously don't count steps, which is like, yeah, 
it's fair. I, I don't really want the concepts. I just want to know what I'm working out as. And calories are around range and all that stuff. So it's interesting. Yeah. But that's the thing with athletes as well. Like I work with like a large range of yeah. people, like obviously, and if it's general population and they're looking at weight loss or like, yeah. Um, just uh, changing their body composition or whatever then i might look at steps so fitbit might be better but if i'm working yeah. with like a, a gaelic footballer that i'll just say like as long as you're getting eight thousand plus like i don't really care because it's the training that we're more focused on and the adaptation yeah. around training rather than yeah, exactly, if you're getting yeah. fi- if you're actually getting like like I'd say if you went to the Saints S&C staff with a Fitbit and said, oh, look, I got 20,000 steps yesterday. They'd be like, you need to fucking go home and cop the fuck on. <laughs> yeah, I would get so caught up in all these like fitness, like some small mind details. Yeah, exactly. Like they're all like fascinated about the calorie deficit, the calorie yeah, yeah, yeah. surplus kind of like diet. And it's like, oh, it's mind blown. But it's just like, if they did their own research, I guess they would figure out more, but. To just yeah. copy these phrases. No, but they don't say anything because they just pay me to do it. Then instead, that's how I mean. No, yeah, no, I'm not bad. <laughs> like obviously, they need everyone to look after them in the gym and all that. I'm not back and they're not that that just talking that. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. Um, but obviously, like when you go in in the morning, are they taking like objective measurements and questioning you based on how you slept and stuff in Saints? Or... Yeah, so we were, yeah, we were help, we were some we were survey to fill out every morning and. Then, Obviously, as the COVID questions as well, because oh, yeah. we obviously still live in COVID times, which is dictating a lot. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. Get temperature taken every day, tested twice a week. Yeah, but like, obviously we're living in COVID times, but like being in England has its perks as well. Like, hopefully you'll have crowds by, I doubt, by the time the finals come around, but no, by next, there next is season. That. Is there, yeah? Yeah, so obviously pubs are opening on Monday. Yeah. Straight in outdoor out, outdoor pubs. Then you have um, the trial trial and events in April as well. So like I think yeah, Wembley I has that. a few games, and there's like a nightclub trial, and there's a cinema trial, and then all going well at the roadmap. There is plans to have fans at the end of May, nice, which links up to like last game of the season into like yeah. play like into semis and finals. So hopefully there'll be that's big as well. That's big for yeah. you as well because you're in fifth at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Fifth. And like, if you get the last couple of games with a crowd, like, and if it's home, like, people aren't going to want to go to that yeah. fixture in Franklin's Gardens with a full house of like fans that are on edge and ready to let let off some steam. If you get me. Yeah, mad fans. It's a mad rugby town, but yeah, they're a good bunch of fans. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask, part. like, about like the culture around Northampton. Like in comparison yeah. to the places you've you've been elsewhere, like as in what? like rugby wise or like rugby wise, I guess. Yeah, rugby wise, I suppose you can go into it's quite it, similar anything. similar to Leinster. Like they have a really good academy and they bring the lads through really well. Like I think it wasn't three weeks ago where they put a post up saying how much players went through the academy. I think it was twelve or thirteen and the started fifteen came through the academy, and they put out like a full English fifteen. So they're very passionate about that and they're good boys. Yeah. Training wise is the same as well. Yeah. Did you have to like earn the right at the start when you walked in? Did you have to nearly like prove yourself a little bit? Yeah, to the, the, the older heads, like. Yeah, I guess so. You're like you're the new kid, I guess. You have to just show what show what you can do, and then what the yeah. coaches saw on you to bring you in. Yeah, and it's based on your habits as well, like and how diligent you are as well. I suppose, like in the stuff that you're doing yeah. off the pitch too, like they they respect. Yeah, I feel course. like there's a lot more like. Obviously, when I was at Nottingham, there'd be more like 
it was get your training done, blah, blah. But now there's more time today to like do microscope like on small little details like to break down the breakdown or the scrum or yeah just small little stuff of that with different coaches help yeah that's good and like as you said like they do grow a lot of um homegrown players like and they do well at that but the caliber of the players that they bring in as well yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous yeah they do they bring in a, there's some big boys they brought in but um I think it has to, a player has to fit their mould as well. They don't want yeah. to just bring in a player for the sake of it. So yeah. the players they have brought in, they like just suited the mould of doing the hard yards, but also being able to pass the ball around and enjoy rugby, I guess. Yeah. Who's more on your case at training? Dan Bigger or Johnny Sexton? Well, I wouldn't know. I guess Dan hasn't been training much since I've been there. Because yeah, obviously, in a way, they're both top of their games, aren't they? At 10s, and it's, that position in itself is... Yeah, it's conducted all, don't you? So they're both, yeah. I say, fine detail men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Driving standards, hundred yeah, percent. Exactly. I do always laugh at that. <laughs> you know the Lions documentary from twenty seventeen yeah. when Reese Webb yeah. passed passed the ball to Johnny. And he's like, "What the fuck is that, Reese?" Like uh, he hasn't even cleared it yet. And he's already given it out to him. But like as you said, like that's why they're if up. You want there. to be there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see, like you watch the. Michael Jordan documentary that came out during yeah. lockdown and all that. Like you see, people from the outside might not think he's a nice person. Not like yeah, yeah a nice person as they said in the Michael Jordan thing. But to his teammates, they like adored him. They were like, yeah. he made us better. He pushed us, blah blah. blah. So to be that high caliber, you kind of have to be that person, don't you? Yeah, but that's the difference as well in terms of I don't know. People kind of tend to see uh, like well, see sports stars anyway, just the person they are on the field and think that that's yeah. just the way that they are whereas yeah, yeah. like if you're watching like any interviews with Johnny or if you're watching even interviews with Rod or anything like that they seem to be some laugh like as well it's yeah. just on the pitch they're just they're not losing same thing with Michael Jordan as you said in that documentary yeah. like he was fucking great crack when they were interviewing him yeah I get like you look at probably even in GA like once you cross that whitewash you have to tell yourself this is work isn't it get yeah. to it head down and get knocked down does it ever feel like work to you no, I, to be honest, right now it doesn't because I'm enjoying it a lot and it just feels like I'm doing something that I love and that I'm good at. I guess when it does turn to work, I guess that's one where you kind of have to ask yourself, you know what I mean? You nah, you're only fucking 26, will you stop yeah. it? Relax. Yeah. Um, hopefully, be, I hope, I, hopefully I'll love it all the way up to, what, 38, 40? Yeah, exactly. Well, like, you're a prop, like, you don't hit your peak yeah. till you're into your 30s, definitely. Well, yeah. There's some, I guess, outliers to that claim, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But uh, one thing I was going to s- touch on as well is you're, you're working with, under or with an all-black prop, Mr. Oh, Franks. Frankly, yeah. 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 And I know that you're a big man from, for the gym. Yeah, I try to go to the gym as much as I can. I enjoy and it. He's a big man for the gym. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the videos of him. Is he still a fucking freak, like? He's still massive, but he's obviously re- uh, rehabbing an injury at the moment. Yeah. So, obviously, I don't know if he's lifting the weight. He, he used to be full health. Yeah. But, yeah, he is, a, he is a big man. And, yeah, it's good to see him around in the gym and all that and pick his brain. Yeah, 100%. That was what I was going to move on to is you've worked with some serious props in your day if you go yeah. through them. Like, just to, to move on before we move on to talking about the Leinster lads, Healy, Porter, or Franks. Now, you said that Franks is injured at the moment, 
but who's squatting the heaviest? Because obviously you hear these myths when you're younger about Keen Healy. Like, here, yeah. lad, I heard Keen Healy squatting 400 kilos. <laughs> and you're like, you believe it. I, you believe it when you're 16, but obviously yeah, not yeah. when you get older. I don't know. I'd say Andrew Port is lifting the most there. So he's, I've he's, heard he's some stories player. of him. Like Apparently he's just insanely strong. Yeah, he is. He's insanely strong. Did he come through the when academy was, at the same time as you? Yeah, he would be the year below me, but yeah, same time. So yeah, we obviously spent a good time together. So yeah, to see him in the gym, he was lifting heavy weights then. Probably still is now, lifting heavier. Yeah, probably. That was what I was going to say. It was like you were working... When you were at Leinster, uh, Tyke Furlong was there, obviously, as well. Keen Healy, yeah. Andrew Porter. Mike Ross was there as well when you Mike were Ross Canada, was there for, he, for a few years, yeah. yeah. Like, you must have picked up a lot off these lads when you were in your developmental kind of stage. Yeah, I guess so. You're always picking brains and trying to get better and just see what people are doing differently to you and see why what works for them and works for you. So, yeah, I've always tried to ask the question and then just have micro chat throughout the session if it's specific to Scrum and then try to learn and evolve that way. You said that the culture in Leinster and Northampton is very much similar. Like, would all the players in both places be very approachable? As you said, they're like, yeah, in terms of you going yeah. up and, and picking their brain and stuff. Yeah, like, there's no one like puts himself on a pedestal and hierarchy. It's more yeah, like yeah. you want to help the whole team as a whole, I guess, the squad. There is obviously only 23 that play on a match day, but there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff that goes on, like in training and doing reps with someone and helping someone out. But on during the week, that's is more beneficial. It's, it's towards the collective, I suppose. And that's yeah, why, exactly. as you said, even when you're in the shags, man, it's a very yeah, important yeah, role. Yeah. Like, Especially when you turn it up and they're like, oh, I have to reflect. <laughs> yeah, you're driving standards as well, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, the, you're chasing, like, you're chasing that, that starting yeah, spot. Like. Yeah, exactly. You got to put pressure on them and then, then keep them going and then it drives everyone's standards. Touching on, you've been you've been around the block already, even though you're 26. One of the reasons I had you on first, obviously, because we mutual friends, like, yeah, and yeah. then it was so, just it was just yeah, it was just easy to get you on. But um, there's a lot of Irish lads after going abroad in the last couple of years, and yeah. I was wondering, what do you think? Is it because in Ireland, since there's only four provinces, four professional teams, there's such yeah. crazy competition for places that. Back a few years ago, lads wouldn't have went abroad. But now that they're going abroad, we're kind of seeing them do insanely well abroad. Like yourself at Northampton making a debut this weekend. We had Jack Regan um, down the yeah, Highlanders. Down the yeah. We, uh, we've Jack Stafford made his debut as well this weekend as well, I think. like Yeah, so for Harlequins, isn't it? Yeah. like Yeah. It just shows that the, the, the standards we have in yeah. Ireland are brilliant. Like they could. Yeah. yeah. And as you said, the lads over in America too. Yeah, I guess it's just there's four teams, I guess. It's hard to and that's what this sixty starting places and then you have your subs, so it's quite tough for competition. And if there's like there's a riches of back rows in Ireland, there's like some positions have more than others. And I guess once you're wanting to play at that level and you see yourself wanting to play at that level, you just don't set for just being on the training squad. So you wanna just go and see can you um flourish somewhere else and there's loads of opportunities elsewhere. So what would you say to a young lad that maybe it was in your position, like when you're in the academy or whatever, and 
you're challenging, but as you said, like you're you're not getting that breakthrough because there's such competition for places. What would you say to them if they were thinking about moving abroad? I guess don't be scared about it. I guess be open-minded and you can always come back home. I guess the mother will always have the door open for her to come <laughs> back. So it's not too bad. But then again, like AIL is a good standard. So even if you wanted to go try and flourish somewhere else, coming back to AIL is also an option and doing well there. And then you could also get picked up that way because a few boys have done that route. So yeah. go with your gut feeling. And then if you want to go for it, just grab it by two hands and go. And then... In terms of like that first time when I, I suppose when you went to Queensland it was first, but then when you went to England, yeah. was it strange pulling on a jersey that wasn't a Leinster one? Because obviously you've been in Leinster set up. What age did you go into yeah. in Leinster when you were in school? Was it? Yeah, when I started, I was on the schoolboy there, so like it was 18, 16, 18s. Um, till the age of what, what? 20, 22 or twenty three. Pulled the contrary on before that, and then um. Obviously, the first shirt I put on was a Kudamar All Black jersey, which is the one I have a few of. Still has, still a home, so it is. You wear it under uh, your Saints jersey the weekend. Uh, just have, yeah, just wear it around everywhere. They'd be like asking for it. I'll send over a few stock to them and repping it. But yeah, you obviously want to represent the jersey no matter what because you're in the jersey, you want to do well. So I guess everyone just, all the jerseys hold high, um, high remarks for me. They've all taken you in as, as one of their own, I suppose, as well. So, like, yeah, you, true. You, you always want to do the jersey a service, I suppose. But in terms of the different places that you've played, have you noticed a big difference in the style of rugby that's been played at each place? I guess when I went to the championship, it's a lot more forward dominant. So, like, your pack has to do well if you want to do well in the champ. Um, you're coming up against blokes that have have multiple caps for their club and they're like they know they know the dark arts of the front row and the dark arts of everything so you have to set your mindset to that I guess in a way but in other aspects when I was like with Leinster and then Northampton now and down in Queensland it's more of like a rugby focus and skill based so that's probably the main two differences it's like going down to what the Premier League footballers say about going down to the championship as well <laughs> they, kick, they kick lumps out yeah uh, yeah, it's just like a good junior A match, isn't it? <laughs> well, you're lucky. Talk about the front row dark arts there. You're lucky that you got to work with Mike Ross for a couple of years then, so aren't you? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and even with North, uh, in Nottingham, I've learned a few off some of the older props and the coach, ex coach, coach there now. Um, Neil Fox was a prop as well, so good to learn off him as well. And Andy Kiriaki was the forwards coach who represented Ulster a few times and was around the block so it was good to learn off them as well spoiled for choice so you're like a sponge taking in information from all angles obviously yeah I'm hopefully retaining it as well <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well that's what I was going to say if you retain all this information I was amazed when I was doing a little bit of research this morning English qualified Ocean yeah English qualified. the mother the mother was born over here so she was so I guess it just allows me to play Rugby here as English qualifies. I don't count as an overseas player, which is also beneficial. But uh, what I'm going to ask <laughs> is if, if Eddie Jones phones you up in the morning, says Sinks, Sinks is out of action. What am what I saying? You, what are you saying? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a question I don't know. I haven't even asked myself yet because it's a bit down the line or it's, a, it's far-fetched at the moment. So yeah. I don't know. It's obviously a very tough decision to decide that as well. 
Being oh, just, yeah, what was your dad saying? That was the next yeah, exactly. question. That's good to say. I know, exactly. So, yeah, I'd probably be shunned from home, I guess. But You wouldn't be let back in the Galway. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, would I? I'd have to sneak in somewhere with all the other tourists when they come in the summer to sneak in. Yeah, exactly. You'd be speaking with an accent and everything at that stage. <laughs> change the name to my second name. Yeah. You'd have to change from Ushin anyway. Do any of the lads struggle with it? Oh, everyone struggles with it, don't they? Even what do they call you? I'd be called like Ocean, Ocean. Like it's just all different. <laughs> it's just like I respond to a lot of names these days. Yeah, so. some of them are worse, worse than Ocean. Ocean yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so then we were talking about Tiger earlier. So to touch on his YouTube clip that keeps doing the rounds of him playing the Gaelic football match, where he, oh, yeah. he, he shoulders him out and kicks it out. Yeah. I was told by um, someone this morning that you were a handy little half back for Clifton back in the day. Yeah, I do, I, my dad played football a lot, so, so that's the sport he came from. So I always played it during the summer. And I loved it. It's such a lovely sport, I think. And I miss it, I guess, in the summer times when you're playing with your mates. I played a goal with West for a bit under 14s and that level. And then I did my ACL in, when I was 16. So I missed out on the Ted Webb selection that year. But I don't know if that was ever going to happen or not. But I enjoyed the game a lot. And so is that when your last year you played was under 14, under 14 or under 16? No, I definitely played a few games since then. I think I played under 18s or maybe minor, I'm pretty sure. But it's been a while since I uh, put on the jersey and represented uh, New Fame. <laughs> the red jersey. Um, uh, I didn't, it's been a while since I graced the field with Chomes and, and Jerk Gibbons. Yeah, exactly. Jerk Gibbons kicking every kicks. Just give the ball to Jared. <laughs> give the ball That's to Gibble. That's bad, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so then when did you go to Ross Gray? Uh, I went to Ross Gray when I was 12. Yeah, first year boarding school. So you, you did, did the full six years there? Yeah, I did the full six years in Ross Gray, yeah. Yeah, I was coaching in there for this year, like, um, before I moved back SNC. up to Dublin. SNC or... I was doing I was doing a bit of both. Like I was on pitch S and C and then I was doing rugby yeah. coaching. Um it's with the with the, the nicotine fifteen. Ah, that was a good bunch of lads, isn't it? Yeah. It's changed kind of now though, like in terms of obviously with the new rulings and stuff, we had a lot of lads that um had only come in for their senior cycle. Because oh, lots so of lads yeah. only do come in for a senior cycle and they're not able to play with the first team because they're only in TY or whatever. So what's um, it after the 12 months, is it? Or I think, yeah, it's a year and a bit, a year before you can appeal it. Um, okay. So, like, we had a handy team with the seconds, like, very, very good. Like, we, we even were putting it up to the first and training stuff. Like, yeah. probably shouldn't be saying all this now. Alan Tynan will fucking kill me if there is going to be a senior cup. But, um, that like, that place obviously had to be really important in your development as a rugby player. Yeah, I guess you're... Obviously, you have the gym access every day. You have rugby Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then maybe Saturday games as well. So there was a lot of rugby compared to when I was at home before that. But when I was playing with Kunamara, it was like a Tuesday evening or Thursday evening, the game on the weekend. So, yeah, it did escalate a lot, the amount of volume you're doing rugby-wise, which helped. And then you're playing with players as, I guess, in my year, I had Sean O'Brien. Yeah. He's a good class now. He's doing well. I had a good year, yeah. And um, yeah, just 
nice to be around different lads and different aspects, I guess, and to learn off them who also love rugby as well. So always wanted to play and always have a ball in their hands. Mm. That couple of years, the, your year and the couple of years above it were just rugby mad. Like it was. Yeah, we did. So we did well when I was there first year. It was a good, it was a good senior team. Yeah. And then I guess we got to the final when I was in fourth year as a part of that team, which mm. also has some very good players. And then fifth year, we missed out. I was because... at that fucking match, actually. That was, yeah, yeah you got oh, Congos, yes. was it? Yeah, that Congos team was unbelievable. The Byrne twins were on it, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Who else was on They're... it? Who was the seven? Had like, had Connor Gilson, Jordan oh, Coughlin. Yeah. yeah, they had a good squad that year. And the next year, we lost to Michaels in this first round mm. after a replay, which was... They said there was a few minutes of added time added on. Was that the, the kick missed in the last minute? Or what, what am I thinking of? Was that the following year? The kick that went that short? Was, that, was against, that was against Black Rock the following yes. year. Yeah. yeah, that was so... We've lost to some good teams, but yeah, it was, it was a good experience. Mate, you just said it all there with the calibre of players that are playing in the Leinster Senior Cup. And like, yeah. that's what... Um, on one of the previous podcasts... Last week when Leinster just... Well, they bet them 16-6, bet Munster. Munster but I, like, yeah, I, I didn't watch the game, but I heard the scoreline didn't reflect it. But. No, they were very dominant. And I was just touching on in terms of... It's such an asset, the Senior Cup, in terms of yeah. producing players. And I, I heard Devin Toner on a podcast last week just saying, by the time... Kind of what you were saying there, like by the time they reach the professional ranks, they're already ready because they've been almost living as a professional for the last couple of years in terms of gymming a couple of times or, or three or four times in a week and training three or four times yeah, in a week as well. Like. Exactly, exactly. So they're used to it, I guess. They're just stepping out of their own... Like, I guess the only thing they get used to is being against men. It's the main difference. But other than that, yeah, they're, they're used to that like school, the nutrition's looked after, and like SSCs looked at. Like they're all top, top coaches within the school system now. Mm. So the players literally just have to get the maturity, I guess, and dealing with men and the, the, the literally that's the only step up. It seems like a lot of them are breaking through a little bit earlier than like has been in the last couple of years. Like before, you wouldn't have seen too many of them. Stepping on for yeah. their debut at age 21 or, or 20, yeah. some of them are coming in. Like, I guess that's just credit to the player themselves, isn't it? They're putting yeah. in the hard work, the dedication they're putting in the gym and on the pitch, and the coach obviously has a lot of trust in them. 100% sure. Like, James Ryan made his Ireland debut before his Leinster yeah. debut, didn't he? I can't remember. There's some weird, I don't know. There was some, I know he had an incredible winning stat, but I, can't, I don't know the finer details. But as you as you touched on there, like it's probably helping it, like the coaching at school level is next level now as well. But when I started in Blackrock, I would say not every school had a strength and conditioning coach. But now every school, every school has a strength and conditioning coach now. When I started in Ross Square, I didn't have an SEC coach. There might have been a fellow that came in once a month and just looked over the whole aspect and the broader side of things, so yeah. you got a general gist of it. But nowadays, I guess the sport's been professional longer, and schools they see a way of like producing players. So I guess that's how it has to be. If, if someone sets a standard, everyone has to follow along, don't they? Yeah, like even the first years now are getting S and C inside. Like now, it like obviously it's not 
it's not all gym focused. Like a lot of it yeah. is movement focused and running yeah, exactly, and sprinting yeah. and stuff like that. Flexibility and all that, yeah. yeah. Which is also beneficial and very essential. But I guess you just don't want to be the last person to join the join the race, do you? And like obviously you're touching on there, like you used to go to the gym in Ross Gray quite often when you were there. Yeah. So that obviously stood to you, especially when you tore your ACL. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So that was during rugby, but obviously just being able to rehab it and just being access to the gym and there was a physio also that came to the Ross Gray a few times a week and just have and it was I was also again physio after lens to set up as well. So that also helped. So yeah, I would don't think I'd be able to um at that age if I didn't have that support, I wouldn't be back to where I would be. Yeah, and have you been fairly lucky with injuries since then? Yeah, I've so I've done my ACL. I done my synesmosis probably four or five years ago. That's a sore one, I heard. Yeah, I just got the wire put into it, the bone, uh, the the knot wire, whatever it is, and uh, off I went. And um, that's pretty much the two serious injuries I've had. I've had a few knocks and bangs, but nothing too serious. So you got some niggles in the championship, all right? Yeah, there's always just a niggle. Yeah, because the squad isn't as big as a normal squad, so there's a lot of demand on you to tag out every weekend. That's what I've heard. It's like relentless, like. Yeah, like you obviously look at the Premiership and the Pro 14, the squad depth, they have like 40 odd players or 50 odd players. Some of them were in the champ. We had with Nottingham, we probably had 30 players, There's a few students as well. And then it's just like you want to do well, you want to push on, but you have to make sure you're starting 15s to the fullest and then your subs are ready to go as well. So, like, I assume then you'd have three tie heads in the squad, would you? Or would you have maybe even two tie um, heads and someone that doubled up? Yeah, so last year we obviously had, I think we had three or four, but at the stage where two got injured long term yeah. and one was niggly injured as well. So I had to, definitely last year, I've had a few 80 minutes, 80 minutes since. So yeah, that's a tough slog. Get the fitness up for for yeah, you anyway. Yeah. Get you in shit. But that's You're something as well. Up, yeah. yeah, 100%. Like Max Leahy, do you see that interview? Oh. He says he was searching for his ancestors. Yeah, yeah. That's a good interview, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like that's something that, even in AIL, because I think they were talking about changing it, but... But yeah, there's only one prop. Or there's only... There's, there's subs five subs. It's ridiculous. Uh, I think it's just because of the seconds and the thirds I guess isn't it yeah but the way that I think about it in terms of probably an SNC point of view is the further away from professional you go the less fit the the players get so the more likely they are to get injured yeah I guess AIL that's also a a well good league like they have SNC's Mm. they have fitness so like the standard there is pretty decent but I think when I was in Australia, they had to set up like everyone would play rugby on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have like your second under 20 team play at 10 a.m., followed by your 20s first team. And then you'd have the third team, second team, and then the senior team play on all in one day. So boys that like were on the bench of the first would play on the second team, like maybe 60 odd minutes, but then come on the bench. Yeah. So that was a good setup, I thought. And like, it just brings the big day into it, doesn't it? Like your community has a yeah. big day and everyone comes and watches, which is also beneficial. You have the big barbecue and all. Because I was playing, I went down to New Zealand and same thing. You have like yeah. a full club day and all the teams play. And like 
the whole town, like the whole community, as you said, yeah. is there because everybody's playing. Their kids are playing, or yeah. their brother, or uncle, or whatever. Someone has yeah, a relationship playing at some beer as well as that. Oh mate, they could put it away. Like I couldn't yeah. believe it. Like I thought that like rugby culture in Ireland had a big drinking culture, and then I went down there, and like I'd say it's similar in Australia, is it? Yeah, there was a good culture like outside the rugby, but then like the lifestyle down there was amazing. Like you're right beside the beach, the beach and the, the ocean right there. You just go for a swim at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. It's just unbelievable. You don't get hung over, sure. No, nah, you don't because you're wide awake. You're just yeah. like, oh, fresh from the sea. It's like jumping was... in the Atlantic, isn't it? <laughs> it's not quite the same, but <laughs> similar. Um, that was something that I wanted to ask you as well because you've been all over. Where's the best night out? Like, are you missing Crystal, your beloved Crystal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, best night out I don't know they all have their different perks don't they there's a, I, I like I love just going back home and having a few pints at the local back home and just listening to uh, a bit of music back there so yeah Brian Holmes playing music yeah yeah Brian Holmes and his his wannabe brother there Chris in the background <laughs> shouting at him play a song doing shandos yeah exactly hey I've that was, that was him. We, did, we did shandos back in primary school <clears throat> did you actually yeah, it was a lesson we all had to do. That's a good so. skill to have as well. That should be for the initiation, man. If you start lilting, start lilting and do a bit of shanos at the same time. It was a lot bacon, or it was a lot basic to shanos, like just a shuffle, shuffle, tap, and just simple stuff like that. Don't worry, I've seen, I've seen it. <laughs> you just said, they're all the moves you need in my club. Yeah, they attract the women anyway. That's or ask, sure. ask for a broom and do the broom dance. Yeah. Oh. I doubt Crystal has seen the broom dance anyway. I did. I bet he has. I say some some uh, <laughs> country man has come up there and brought the broom up there and blocked it out. He hasn't got. He hasn't got past level three. It's like a fucking video game, Crystal. To get through all the levels, like a Pokemon game, get to the master and then beat him and then get a gym. The master is an influencer. It's Rob Lipson. <laughs> um. Right, so we've touched on loads there. One thing that I I forgot about as well, to be fair, um, I was reminded of this that I wanted to touch on, was your mum and dad are absolute rugby fanatics. Yeah, yeah they love it. Uh, and they were the crowd that were on RTE, on the news, driving the camper yeah, so, van to, to the World Cup in 2019. Yeah, so they got, we got the car, family car when we were, like, I don't know how old it was, 2003. So they've had it for like so many years and we've done trips to France and it as whole family holidays. They've drove, driven to watch me play in Italy. Like they drove, drive over to watch, I guess, and do everything. Um, so they're like, oh, for one last hooray, let's drive the car to Japan and leave it there. And like, <laughs> It's not making a home anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's like the, the, get, the mechanic back home was like, you're lucky to get past Germany, I'd say. But um, <laughs> yeah, so dad obviously was like off oh, and doing the trip I'm just going to get it painted out or I like put a, a print on it that has the map of Clifton to Japan and um, they set off in August I think it was like a f- they took their time they weren't rushing anywhere just mm-hmm. taking their time they had a few tickets to some of the group games and they said it was unbelievable I'm quite jealous to be honest Fuck, I'd love a trip like that oh stop it was just the two of them yeah yeah just the two of them yeah they, they left the kids at home the sister was minding the restaurant and I guess everyone else is away. Uh, yeah, that is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of 
Yeah. Um, experience they're for, for sure. Uh, they're planning the trip for France already for the World Cup in France. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it's going to be to the same extent as Japan. Did they get tickets? Because I think a lot of some of the tickets yeah, went heard on it. sale. I heard it's been so hard to get tickets. I haven't asked. I haven't asked, but they probably guess, don't care. It's probably it's probably like um all Ireland final tickets. If you know someone, you'll probably get a brown envelope with the minute and a handshake. Someone will come into the restaurant someday. Yeah, and, yeah. And <laughs> that are, how are they coping actually with are they doing takeaways and stuff? Yeah, they're just doing takeaways now. I, don't, I can't remember the last time they were open on a chanting. When was it? November restaurants open again last? No, November they closed first, so October. Yeah. Yeah, so like yeah, it's been a while, but they're yeah doing takeaways and they've done some renovations to it. So I guess Dad's just getting a bit fed up of it now. Just yeah, wanting to I see the device, but yeah, hopefully once it's back open, I can only see Clifton being very busy, of full of tourists and oh, people coming to the coast. So definitely. hopefully it'll be a good summer for business. And hopefully you get to go home for a month like last time as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping to have my vaccine by June. Your week month off, isn't it? Um, no, but like that's when like the they have the age bracket for the twenty to thirty year olds, which is a credit to the way they're rolling out the vaccines here. Um, don't be teasing us now. That's all you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know what will happen. I guess we'll see where everything stands with COVID wise. If I can get back, if I have to stay in here in the UK and do something, but we'll see. And you went home last summer. Will yeah. the dad put you to work when you go home? Yeah, like there's no the rest is there. You know yourself when <laughs> you go home and you expect to do something. Well, last time it wasn't too bad because I didn't have to get the turf and gym. Oh, actually, the turf was home already, so it was fine. Um, I yeah. told my dad a couple of years ago, I am never going to the bog again. I don't live here anymore. I'm not going to the bog. You, you very um, you very reasonable parents, I guess. Oh no, that doesn't mean that he agreed with me or that I didn't go to the bog. Oh, I just told no. him that. <laughs> oh fair, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think that's the last cause. Barking up the wrong tree there. You just go head down, flip a few, flip a bit of turf, and then come home. Hamstrings but, and yeah. bits. No, oh, backs and bits, lower backs and bits. Yeah, yeah. something they need to invent there. So there's, there's a gap in the market. Fairly. <laughs> There you go. Post rugby, yeah. that's what you're going to be at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much every, everything I wanted to touch on. Anything you wanted to touch on? Oh, so, oh good. Going oh, to do one. a few of these quick fire questions here now before I let you go. Oh, yeah. Um, It'll take me a while to answer. It won't be quick answers. It'll be quick fire. <laughs> I'm just throwing them out fast. Yeah. Proudest achievement to date? I guess uh, playing in Europe. I guess playing the Europe Challenge Cup. Or I guess go. my Irish in the 20s cap. So I have a few of them, which is I was quite happy with. He did well your year as well. Do I remember? Um, so I did two years. A year in New Zealand, we came, played in the third and fourth place playoff against New Zealand. Yeah. Needham Park. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who was on that? Was that the year JJ got nominated? No, that was South Africa. No, so that year was... Um, who went on? Gary Ringo was got nominated that year, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and He's, they had like David, McKen- David McKenzie was that year for New Zealand. I think he got nominated as well. Okay, favorite rugby player of all time. Um, I don't. I always used to like watching Pete Wood play for Ireland. I don't know why I was the same. I just always knew him as a kid and just always watched him. And yeah, He's the man. Like the videos yeah. of him spiraling the kicks to touch, like as a hooker. Yeah, That's so what you I want to see. Yeah. Exactly, but uh, just you know, all round total rugby player, as I say these days, total rugby player. 
We'll see a spiral kick to touch this weekend. Ulster versus Northampton. Uh, no, <laughs> the last time the last time I kicked a rugby ball was in Australia and it didn't work out well. I turned over the ball on the halfway line and winning by two points and try to kick it out. Goes goes to their fullback instead of going out and uh, they get a few penalties, match up the field and they have a kick to win, but they <laughs> thankfully missed it. Oh. I was thinking my book on my fight home already. It's like, oh, I'd, say so. I'd say you but, got some roasting after that. Uh, it never lived down. Even when I see the talk to the boys, like the odd time they always mention a kick. I was like, oh. <laughs> never again. A little banana oh, slice. It wasn't my GA boots. You know, they're different. Yeah. <laughs> if you were in a red red jersey, it, it would have been Cups. different. It wasn't the like Adidas World Cups or the uh, Puma Kings, you know. Yeah, you shouldn't have tried spiraling it. That was all. That was all that went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite obscure footballer or footballing moment? Who do you support? Actually, do you follow? Uh, I'm a gunner, Arsenal supporter. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, my favorite, I guess, the obscure one was was it the Pires Thierry Henry penalty that he tried to take when he tried to tap it to him. I watched it last favorite. night on a. Uh, it was on a montage or something that I was watching. Yeah, I can't was, remember. That was obscure, but um. Favorite football moments, I guess when Thierry Henry returned from was he in America and he returned yeah. to play preseason? He scored against Leeds, yeah, to get him through the pickup. That was a good moment. Do you know I'm a Leeds fan? Is that why you're saying that? <laughs> well, I didn't even know you're a Leeds fan, but they did knock him out, didn't they? Thierry Henry the King returned, yeah, he did. Yeah, I was fucking we were having a good run that year as well. Um, a good run this year. Oh, we're going all right. Like we're mid-table. It's kind of tough though because Ellen Road is buzzing when on like when there's fans, but this year it's been tough because there's obviously been none for anyone. But especially that place, it's mental. That city, unbelievable. I don't know, but like, but that's the thing as well. Well, when we're down the leagues, like every team that came to play us, it was like their FA Cup final. So like they were always up for it as well. Try and turn us over. But I did think that if we got United at Ellen Road, like with a full crowd this year, we would have beaten. Yeah, I think next year's going to be a different year for them. I think, I hope Bielsa stays. I've watched the marching on together. I love it. Oh man, I it's so it. good, isn't it? Yeah, maybe if I had a second team, I'd support Leeds because, yeah. Everybody does, like, it's gas because when we were in the Premier League when I was young, lad, everybody fucking hated us and now everybody yeah. loves us because we're back. Yeah, exactly. But then you just do the bar crawl on the way back in Leeds as well. It's just mental. Oh, yeah? There's a mental bar crawl, yes. Um, there is. It's all nearly on one street, isn't it? Yes, yeah. You do the whole street and there's like loads of pubs, yeah. So that'll be decent on a good summer's day. This is a recurring one in the last few podcasts. Just, you can give us a, well, yeah. a one or two word answer. Who would win in a fight, a gorilla or a grizzly bear? A gorilla. Fair I enough. Gorilla. Moving yeah. on. You're the second person. So that's 2-2. Two, two to, or 2-2. Two, two. Gorilla 2, Grizzly Bear 2. Draw match so far. Um, who's going to play Oshin Heffernan in Hef, the movie? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know what the movie's about. Someone has to be able to play GA anyway. It's a tough <laughs> skill to pick the ball up. I, I do it the odd time and I was like, how would you do that? Um, Rupert. What's it? Rupert. Rupert <laughs> Grinch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's going to have to that, fucking start lifting though soon. Yeah, that's gonna... what I mean. Yeah, but like they all have special S&C coaches and nutritionists. They've both gone. Yeah, yeah, ones. special S&C coaches and nutritionists. That's what we call them. All the A-listers. Um, what's it your drink? Some... Go on. Sorry? Go on. I said it better not be some like 
bog standard Irish accent though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That you see some movies. Well, look, you'll be playing for England at that stage anyway, so he can oh, keep his accent. Oh, yeah, that's why I picked him, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next one is what's your drink when you're out? Drink when I'm out, like in a in a bar or just in a bar, yeah, or in a club. It's not a soft drink then. Um <laughs> I guess what's my drink? I don't I like Hop House 13. Yeah. Fair. I, I don't I don't really drink Guinness over here because yeah, it's not really the same. And someone tries to draw something in the top of it, it's just like, yeah, just leave it as it is. But that shit, London Guinness, as well. Did you ever see that? And they put them in the, I've seen the Instagram, yeah, the yeah. Instagram's hilarious. But um, probably Hop House or yeah, I guess a whiskey and coke or something. Yeah, fair enough. I will say that um, I've had a Guinness in the restaurant before and they are top quality. I've been told that they're the best Guinness in Clifton. Now, I know you're biased and you're going to say that as well. No, in the restaurant, no. I think the best is Tom King's, I think, is the best. Your dad's going to fucking kill you. No, because we actually don't serve Guinness in the restaurants. What? It's Murphy's. Fucking liars, the lot of you. It's Murphy's. <laughs> I had actually Murphy's on Paddy's Day. and Murphy's is nice. Murphy's is, is, is it's a quite different taste. It's more like, I think it's sweeter or it's just like coffeeier. It's, it's, not, like it's not bad anyway that's all i say yeah um, they all work the same don't they <laughs> yeah exactly after eight of them they all taste the same yeah, anyway. exactly yeah, exactly what meal or food are you cooking for yourself or are you loving eating out or at the moment well i can't eat out at the moment that's one thing i, I miss the most i think and i don't mind not going to a pub but being able to eat out and have a coffee is one thing i miss um what i'm eating these days i get them hello fresh orders so so I order like they send me my weekly meals every week and I select my menu through an app and then they send me just the meats and the veg that I need and the ingredients. So I'm on that and then quite enjoying that. Is it it's like it just adds variety, I guess, doesn't it? So mm. not eating the same thing every day or something like that. They're so handy as well. You don't have to cook as much. Yeah, exactly. Like what artist have you been listening to a lot recently? Listen to an artist. Um Justin Bieber. He's releasing, he's releasing new album. Yeah, it's actually it's it's class though to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a good summer vibe. Um you're usually big into your rap, aren't you? Uh my my Spotify is just all over the place, I guess. I've been into country a bit these days. I'm enjoying a country. Um and then You picked yeah. that off up off your off your dad or in Galway, was it? Uh yeah, Donny or Daniel O'Donnell and all them boys. <laughs> Um, it's not that kind of country. It's just more Americanized and um, yeah, chicken fries. I've been listening to actually. I haven't listened to music. I've been listening to Tommy and Hector and Lorita podcast. Yeah, I'm like, so I've caught up to date. Obviously, I only started listening to it like two weeks ago, but I've gone back to Christmas special because I've no other episodes to listen to. Everybody's saying that they're listening to it. Um, it's I haven't so listened good. to it late. I've heard it's amazing. Like. I just, it just like reminds me of like just sitting around like this, just having a yeah. crack and just letting it flow. And uh, the stuff they say as well, they're Hector, obviously, can tell stories. Yeah. So the cows come home and Tommy's oh, just stuff. a unique character. He was the last person, last thing I did before lockdown, I went to the Tommy Tiernan comedy show in Nottingham. And he was joking about, obviously, he wasn't joking, but he was talking about the coronavirus and talking about this and that. And he just, it was unbelievable. But, Literally three or four days later, it was lockdown. It's like crazy yeah. things, but they're just uh, 
they're two lads that are just able to tell a story as well, aren't they? Like, yes, so is Lorita. Is, is Lorita? I don't know. I haven't listened to her yet. But... Yeah, she's good as well. She's good on it as well. She has her inputs. Right. Next one. Are you reading any books at the moment? No, I'm not. Something I should get into, but I'm not. You're just I studying. think I'd rather... I like rather... um. I like watch YouTube like clips, I guess, and more audibles and podcasts. Yeah. Easy to consume. Maybe maybe that's just me not being able to like not wanting to sit down and read a book. But yeah. Yeah, well that's it's easy access, like obviously. It's yeah, exactly you get lost in the YouTube vortex and just down every route, rabbit hole. Yeah, and you it's far quicker to listen to them as well. Exactly. (laughs) Than to read a book. But yeah, and then the last question is, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Um, you're still very young, I guess. And then just listen, just like follow your, follow what you want to do, I guess. Just don't be influenced by other people. Just do what you want to do. Cool. We're going to leave it there. Thanks a million for coming Thank on, Hef. You.